Good morning. Um, if you've looked at your bulletin, you see Jeff was supposed to be preaching today. I am not Jeff. The hair on my head is in the wrong place. So, uh, he is at home with the flu, for, so you can be praying that uh, they recover quickly. In fact, he was going to be speaking on prayer today, so instead I'm here speaking on a wing and a prayer. But welcome to the first church service of 2020, as Greg has already mentioned. Uh, It seems crazy to me that we are in the year 2020. I remember when my son was born and I did a little math and figured out that he was graduating in 2020 and how cool that seemed and how far away that seemed. And that was only last week, it seemed. But here we are um, at this, this new year, this new decade, and it's, it's a time where we get to think about change. We get to think about the things we would like to change in our own lives, right? Whether it be a bad habit or maybe you'd like to change some relationships in your lives. Perhaps uh, you'd like to change your finances. Or maybe you just want to change a bad haircut. That's okay, too. There are a lot of different types of things we can change. We can change things physically. You know, a lot of people join Weight Watchers or gym right about this time of year and go for a couple weeks. <laughs> we could want to change things socially, right? Make, make new resolutions about how we're going to treat people, um, how we're, what we're going to say about people. And, and how we're going to greet people. Or maybe we want to change things mentally. You know, see a counselor. Decide, you know what, I'm, I'm going to stop being so angry every time I walk in the door. Um, sometimes I have to do that. Um, sometimes we decide we want to change things spiritually. We want to read our Bibles more. We want to get closer to God. We want to be here with our, our church community more often. Um, And there's, I think, one thing, one tool we have at our disposal that can actually affect all those different parts of our lives, and that's prayer. So before we go any farther, will you bow your heads with me, and let's start this thing off with prayer. (laughs) Heavenly Father, we come before you today in a brand new year, in a brand new decade, and we ask that uh, you just be present with us that you open our hearts and you open our minds to the changes you want to make in and around us, and that we would hear your words today. In your son's holy name, we pray these things. Amen. So prayer can elicit all sorts of feelings. Uh, Perhaps you're comforted by prayer, or perhaps you're intimidated. I remember there was like a big push when I was a young adult for everyone to take quiet time. And uh, there was this one conference where I went to where this guy, he had a closet and he, he like insulated his closet so that it was perfectly quiet and it was, he had put up all these post-it notes. And I've got to tell you, as someone with ADHD, that so intimidated me. When I pictured myself in a padded room, I did not picture it as something, as a place of prayer. You know, for, for me, quiet time in, includes you know, the rhythm of my hiking boots and, and a cool breeze. 
That's where I can, I can connect with God. You know, perhaps some of us even wonder, can, are we allowed to talk directly to God? I mean, he did, after all, create the universe. What does he care about me? Does he even hear me? Do I need to give him my address? And where do I even start? Here's the truth about prayer. Prayer creates change. And maybe you don't buy it. Maybe you don't buy that at all because there are things that you have been praying for and you have been praying about and no change is happening. And I've been there. And in fact, there are some things in my life life right now where I feel like that's where I'm at. But I remember one particular time about five years ago where my husband was in this job that was tearing him to pieces. I was watching his his confidence just sink. He, he, He was being nitpicked and he wasn't getting the support he needed and he was coming home and just defeated every day. And I started praying. And I prayed and I prayed. I spent months in prayer. Lord, just change this job. Just make this job better. And then it was one January... I found myself, I, there was nothing left to do. I was laying flat down on my face in my bedroom, praying for his job to change. And I was overcome with the sense that I needed to start praying for peace instead. And so that's what I did. And I spent the next day praying, all that day praying for peace. And the next morning, I woke up. Brandon had already gone to work. And I got the kids off to school, and I was getting ready to head out the door when the phone rang. I still remember standing at the bottom of the stairs and Branding telling me, well, I don't have a job anymore. They let me go. And my heart sunk because that was not the answer to prayer I was looking for. (laughs) I mean, where was the house payment going to come from? How are we going to feed the kids? At the time, one of our daughters was going into anaphylactic shock because of a pollen allergy. How are we going to pay the ER bills? And I was left there thinking, God, why aren't you answering my prayers? Have you ever been there? Have you ever wondered why God seems silent sometimes and why these prayers don't make a difference? Or at least it feels that way. I know for me, sometimes I mess up what prayer is actually about. Like we have a slide here. Yep, I think prayer is all about me asking God, telling God what I need. Like he's some sort of cosmic vending machine. And my Snickers will drop out and I shall be satisfied. (laughs) But I'm... I'm not sure that's what prayer is all about. And think I, I'm pretty sure the Bible talks about something different when it comes to prayer. Romans 11:33 through 36. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. 
How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Or who has given a gift to him to receive a gift in return? For from him, through him, and in him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Here's what this verse doesn't say. Everything comes from God except prayer. It doesn't say your prayers come from you, through you, and to you. No, everything comes from God. All things are from God, through God, and for God, including prayer. So let's look at the Trinity for a moment. So our next slide. So we've got God. And we have the Holy Spirit, right? So the Holy Spirit. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 2, 10b through 12. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For what human being knows what is truly human except the human spirit that is within So also no one comprehends what is truly God's except for the Spirit of God. Now we have received not a spirit of the world, but the Spirit that is from God, so that we may understand the gifts bestowed on us by God. Here's what Paul is trying to say. The Holy Spirit is there to help us understand who God is to new depths. There are uh, a lot of people I wish I could read the minds of. I think my marriage might be a little better if we could read each other's minds. I know Brandon would certainly like to read my mind from time to time and keep him out of trouble that he didn't know he was in. Um, <laughs> you know, and then, of course, there's the, 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 the errant student from time to time where I just, what were you thinking? And then you come to your sentences and you realize you don't want to know. Um, <laughs> But then there are those great minds, too. Like, what if you could just even begin to understand the way Martin Luther King processed things? You know? Or, or some great scientist, how they began to process things. Or a great artist. It would be amazing to just get a picture inside their minds. Yet here, Scripture is telling us that we get to take a glimpse into the mind of the God that created the universe. Now here's where we come in, right? We've got God, we've got the Holy Spirit, and then we have us, right? So in in John 5, 19, Jesus says, Very truly I tell you, the Son can do nothing on his own, but only what he sees the Father doing, or whatever the Father does, the Son does likewise. Jesus lived as a reflection of God the Father, That's our job too. We are to be living reflections of God the Father. We have the Holy Spirit who lets us know who God is and what his thoughts are. And then we have Jesus Christ who's that living reminder that we are to be a reflection. And and not just that. Romans 8, 34 
Who is to condemn? Is it Christ Jesus who died? Yes, who was raised? Who is at the right hand of God who indeed intercedes for us? Jesus is praying for us. Present tense. He is concerned with us interceding on our behalf. Here's what prayer is. Prayer starts with God the Father. We understand through the Holy Spirit. We reflect like Jesus Christ. He's there interceding for us. Prayer begins and ends with God. It's not about what we want or think we need. Prayer is about stopping. It's about listening to what God has to reveal about himself to us and us being changed in that process. The story I shared with you at the beginning about Brandon, here's the cool part of the story. I, was, I happened to be standing at the foot of the stairs when I got the phone call because I was heading out the door, heading to my counseling appointment, which is a really good place to go after you found out that your husband has lost his job. And I remember sitting in that office and just worrying and worrying, and I just knew I was going to be coming home to my husband who was even more devastated than he had been before. But when I walked through that door, when I got home... I saw my old husband. Yeah, we had concerns, but the weight was off his shoulders for a job that had just been far too burdensome. And that was a Tuesday. Wednesday, word got out that he was without a job. Thursday, people started calling him. And Friday, he walked into um, an office for an interview where they already had six glowing recommendations for him, and he walked out with a job that was closer to home and higher pay. (laughs) But the best part is, is that my husband's peace had been restored. It had never occurred to me that that's what I needed to pray for, and I'm so grateful that God spoke to me that day. That wasn't me. But I was so broken, I had nothing left to do but listen. So many times when we pray, we're praying because we want God to change something that matters to us. And sometimes he will. But our prayers will be so much more effective when instead of starting with ourselves and our own desires, we start with his desires. You see, the difference between a hope and a prayer is a hope is when we take ourselves out of that circle. A hope is nothing that changes with us. And a prayer is when we allow God's desires to enter into us and for those desires to become our own desires. Prayer equals change when it begins and it ends with God. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this new year.
We thank you for just the hope of change. But Lord, we can't do it without you. And we just ask that you would uh, make your desires known to us. That you would give us reminders to listen. That you would give us reminders to take a moment and hear. And Lord, that you would give us the courage to live into your desires. And when we're called to set some of our own aside, that you would give us that courage. In your son's holy name, we pray these things. Amen.